Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your girl, Jayla White, and you're listening to the Created to be Creative podcast. Whether you are working a nine to five or an entrepreneur, creativity is spiritual and natural, and we do it daily. This podcast is about the creative power that is within us. Remember that you were created by the creator to be creative, and you are listening to the Created to be Creative podcast with Jayla White. Cue music. Gotcha, Jayla. To the maker, you gotta go tell your neighbors. I welcome you to the greatest show on earth. Created to be a creator. Right, it's your girl Jayla White of the Created to Be Creative podcast, and today we have Marty Mays here with us today. Marty, introduce yourself and tell the people, hey. What's up, everybody? I'm super excited to be here with the Jayla White. Of Creative Focus. Again, my name is Marty Mays. Um, again, I'm just super excited to be a part of this conversation today. So today, you guys, we're talking about the creative power of the test. A lot of people do not understand how much the tests cultivate us, propel us in life. And sometimes we're just not prepared for the test. Right. So, Marty, my first question to you is, what is the purpose of the test? Wow. So when you when you think about the purpose of the test, um, whether that test is financial, in the relationship, um, in ministry, in church, or just in life general, I, I believe that the sole purpose of the test is to bring out the best and the purpose that God has placed on the inside of you. Um, even if we think about like maybe we're in, we're in school or what have you, um, when you take a test, it's something that to be sure that you learn yeah, and so that it can bring the best out of you so you can be promoted to the next grade. And yeah. so I think that's the purpose of, you know, the test that we have in life, um, the test that comes from God. Yeah. <laughs> and then those tests that the enemy sends our way, I mm-hmm. think in the end is designed to bring us closer to our purpose and, and make us better. Yeah. But like sometimes I got to think like, when we were in school, like to just kind of put us in a mindset, we go to class and the teacher teaches for probably like a week. And then be like, do your homework. You know, we kind of, we get prepared for the test. Right, right. But we never know the date of the test. It just kind of, hey, guys, we have a test. Yeah. Now, sometimes when we have the test, we're like, okay, here's the study guide. Mm. God leaves us a study guide for the test. There you go, 66 books. 66 books, yeah. <laughs> but sometimes we fail to read to prepare right. for the test. Right. And we forget our pencils. Watch it. We forget our paper. Yeah. We come unprepared. Mm-hmm. So what do we do? To make sure that we're prepared for the test. I know we probably get it wrong sometimes. Yeah. But how can we make sure that us as believers or us just now joining the faith are prepared for the test that will come before us? Wow. So um, you said something that's very profound. There is that God gives us a study guide. The word of God, the Bible, the scripture, whatever your way of calling it, is full of 66 books. And there is something within that Bible, within the word that relates to your situation. Yeah. God does not leave us without a plan or without knowledge. Yeah. And I think that the best way to prepare for the test is to know the word of God, especially as believers. Yeah. That's how we overcome through the word. Yeah. Um, The word is, you know, every test, whether it's sickness, the Bible has already given us the answer. Yeah. By stripes, we're healed. Mm -hmm. So I think um, to answer your question, I think that the biggest way that we can prepare for the test as believers is one, 
knowing the word of God, mm-hmm. you know, do that by reading. And then, of course, in prayer, spending time with God. Yeah. Because, you know, the Holy Spirit is almost like our cheat sheet. Yeah. He'll tell us what to do. He'll mm-hmm. tell us what to go. He'll tell us what to say. So spending time with God and getting to know his word, um, that I would say would be the best way to overcome any tests. Yeah. Though it's not easy. It's not easy. <laughs> and then sometimes when you're facing these tests, it's that the word of God that you already know, it like goes out the window. Yeah. And it's like, man, what do I do? Uh, but then there are times when we don't know the right word to go to. Yeah. We can pray to God and through the Holy Spirit, he will show us those things that yeah. we need. But like when you first coming into the faith, the first test is always people getting over people. I feel like people never stop being in the test, getting over people, letting people go, bringing people in, allowing people in, or just being able to communicate. I feel like that's what we have, like the hardest test in life. Like, what would you say to people who are first coming into faith and having to cut off those dead weight people? Ooh, that's, that's a that's a tough one because... No, no matter how long you've been in the faith, we're constantly at that battle when it comes when it comes to people, um, you know, in the right relationships, the wrong relationships, and sometimes people can be good for you for a season, yeah. and then they're no longer good for you anymore. Yeah. Um. So the key thing is, wow, it's it's oh, geez, that's a good one because it's like when you're coming into the faith, you're right. The first thing you're gonna do is be tested with people, and that includes the people at church yes right so we we always hear people talking about oh the people at the church not right well none of us are right right right? but the enemy uses that to get us off focus yeah and to get us distracted Mm -hmm. god uses it for us to realize that we need more of him yeah right so you know because a lot of times we look at people but really sometimes the goal of seeing people is to really look at a reflection of yourself. Definitely. See, the enemy uses it to distract you. God uses it to push you. Mm-hmm. Because if you can ever overcome the test of people, yeah. you, go, you can basically overcome anything, yeah. right? Definitely. Because people, their their comments, their negativity is what keeps a lot of us in boxes. Mm-hmm. And when we can overcome that, we can pursue anything. So I, I would say for those who are, you know, fresh in the faith or babes in Christ. Yeah. You know, the only way you can overcome people is keep your eyes on Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> that's the only way. I mean, truthfully, because people will be creative. I mean, we are creative focus, so exactly. we can use that word. Yes. So people will be creative when it comes to attacks yes. or judgment, especially when you first come into faith. Yeah. You know, you know, we always say, "Oh, it can't nobody judge me." You yeah. know, that's everybody's favorite thing. But the enemy will send people to get you out of the mm-hmm. faith, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, because I'm, oh, I feel something right there. I like to say something. But he uses people to keep you, to keep you out of the faith and not pursuing the things of God. Definitely. Right? Mm-hmm. And so to overcome people, man, you just got to put everything into Jesus and realize, and here's another thing. I'm saying this to those who are coming to the faith, you know, just now getting saved. Mm-hmm. Don't put more trust in people yeah. than you put in God. That's good. That's good. Right? And what we have to also realize is that we are a a body of imperfect people serving mm-hmm. a perfect God. Yeah. If we had it all right, there would be no need for us to go to church. There would be no need for us to pray, read the yeah. word because we got it. Yeah. Understand that the same grace 
that requires you to come in mm-hmm. to the faith. It's the same grace that sustains you while yeah. you're in it. Because mm-hmm. we're going to, here's the thing, when those tests come. And they will come. Sometimes it will change people. That is true. But the same grace they need for their test, you're going to one day need for yours. Exactly. So give people grace. Don't don't put people on pedestals. Yeah. Uh, put people in places that they, they don't belong. Yeah. They don't really have the capacity to fulfill. Yeah. Not putting so much faith into people that you put, not put into God. Yeah. I feel like a lot of times it's because we don't know our purpose. <laughs> we don't know our purpose in life. So yeah. we kind of, we, we mess up on these tests because it's like, we don't know who we are. We are just doing whatever going with whatever somebody else tell us versus yeah. knowing who we are and our purpose now talk to us a little bit about purpose wow so you said something about purpose so in the next in about a month or so i'm getting ready to uh launch a new movement mm-hmm. um called purpose mm-hmm. to where you know people i think what you said something is so profound there's so many of us who we are busy going, we're busy moving, but yeah. we have no direction, no destination. Exactly. We're busy going nowhere. Mm-hmm. And that's because we do not know who we are. Yeah. Right. The Bible says in Ephesians 2 and 10 that God created us beforehand with the purpose wow. that when he sent us to this earth, he put something on the inside of us. Yeah. And the true thing about your purpose, your purpose is for the kingdom to be expanded on yeah. earth. Right. So the enemy will send all kind of tests. To fight that one thing, yeah, your purpose, yeah. If the enemy can prevent you from fulfilling your purpose, he can prevent the kingdom of God uh-huh. from being expanded. Yeah, that's the whole purpose of the enemy. The Bible says he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Yeah. What the kingdom of God? Mm-hmm. If he can prevent God's plan from prevailing here on earth, then he can have full control. Wow. And so, coming into the light of your purpose and knowing who you are. The only way you can know your purpose, if you seek the one who created you. Yeah. Only God knows your purpose. Yeah. Right. The Bible says it was Jeremiah. He said, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you yeah. or ordained you. I already put purpose on the inside of you. Yeah. And so, of course, Jeremiah started talking to God and telling him all these excuses. I'm young. I can't do this. God, I don't have nothing to do with what I put exactly. into you. Which goes to say, not even you can stop your purpose. Not wow. even you can really have a full control of your purpose because when God put it in you, mm-hmm. he didn't even ask you. Yeah. You was in heaven. He saw you. Okay, here, I'm putting this into you. Now go to the earth and fulfill it. Praise but it God. is up to you to pursue that purpose. Yeah. And not allow people in these tests to to keep you from that. But you said something there that was so profound that a lot of people just really don't know your purpose. Yeah. Your purpose is not always what you are good at. Exactly. And it's not really sometimes your gift or your talent. Some people. Your purpose is 99% of what you are passionate about. Exactly. I say this. I'm going to quote myself. <laughs> Passion yeah. leads you to your purpose. Yeah. Your purpose will lead you to prosperity. Praise God. Stop praying for money. And pray for purpose. Pray for purpose. Follow purpose. If you follow purpose. Profit going to come. God never gives a vision without provision. Praise God. If you pursue your purpose, everything you need, God will provide. Yeah. I want to say it's in Ezra chapter number five or Mm -hmm. chapter number seven. 
the king had given Ezra a task. The mm-hmm. Bible talks about that Ezra was most fit for the task uh, in the eyes of the king. Mm-hmm. And the, the king had told Ezra, I can't remember whether it's five or seven, chapter five of chapter seven. And the, and the Bible says there, everything that Ezra needed mm-hmm. to fulfill that assignment, the king gave it to him. Yeah. Cattle, food, how everything Ezra needed to fulfill the assignment that the king had given him, he provided for him. Yeah. If the king have enough sense, <laughs> a man have enough sense to provide you what you need to fulfill your assignment, don't you think God would do that to the exactly. purpose? Exactly. But when people don't know, you can't find your purpose in people. Nope. Your purpose, you can't find your purpose in God. Yeah. Now, I'm sorry, in your job. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, but now, can your job be a part of the assignment on your road to your purpose? Yes. Yeah, because well, we might get into something else, but <laughs> there is a difference between an assignment and your purpose. Yeah. But that's a conversation for another day. I know you got an agenda. Go here. <laughs> <laughs> no, we like it. We like it. Because that's what people need to know. Yeah. Because that is like really a prerequisite before the test. It's a part of the test. That's how you find purpose. Yep. It's through the testing. Yep. You yep. can't. You can't. And if you know what your purpose is, mm-hmm. you will go through the test. Yeah. You you will understand, hmm, this test is a part of my purpose. So it's it's building something yeah. on the inside of me. Mm-hmm. Either it's building something or the test is pulling out something. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Either it's putting in what you need. Yeah. Or it's pulling out what you don't need. That's the purpose of the test. The Bible says in James 1, and it said that the testing of your faith produces patience. The test is designed to build your faith and allow you to have patience as God fulfills his perfect work in you. Yeah. Sometimes we, we, and then also we have to learn how to be patient in that test. Yeah. Right. And let God get out. Exactly. But people love to pray for patience, but they don't know, like, when you pray for patience, a test is coming. A test is coming. Because it got, <laughs> we have to be tested that, that's okay, prime example. You go to school every single day, you sit in the classroom, you and you do all this work. How are we going to know that you actually understand and actually that you have comprehended yeah. what you say you learn yeah. until we test you? You never know. We'll never know. We'll never know where you are. Cause we a lot. You know how many people say they got faith. <laughs> how many people say that I, I believe God? Yeah. To the test comes. To the test comes. We saw a lot of that with COVID. Hello. A lot of every it. everybody. Oh, we believe God. God believe is a healing. healer. God is this. God is that. And the moment the test came, exactly. It's like faith just went Left out the window. Yeah. Like we didn't. How was the God bigger than cancer, bigger than high blood pressure, bigger than sickle cell, uh-huh. but he wasn't bigger than COVID? Exactly. And not saying that we didn't take the necessary steps to secure ourselves and for safety. Yeah. That was a part of faith. That's a part of faith. But so many people, you know, stop believing in God because yeah. all everybody Everybody dying. Yeah. I mean, I don't need, mean to not show sympathy, but people been dying for a long time. For a long time. And he's still God. He's still sit on the yeah. throne. But I, I go back to this point. The enemy used this test 
Yeah. Right? To stop the expansion of the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. Because when COVID hit, people start believing. Yeah. When people don't believe, they don't obey. Yeah. When people don't obey, they do not pursue purpose. Yeah. And the biggest assignment of your purpose is to expand the kingdom of God. Yeah. That's it. So you said you said that by uprooting. So it's a lot of things we need to uproot. <laughs> yeah. Our attitude. Yeah. Our perspective on situations. Yeah. Um, your mindset. Yeah. The anger, your bitterness, hurt. Yeah. The enemy uses the test for one reason and God uses it for another. Yeah. And some stuff, the test is designed to pull that out of you. Because you have to ask yourself, how long am I going to keep taking this test? Yeah. Let's talk about money. I think that's one of the biggest tests that most people have is money and people. Yeah. Money and people. Money and people. So how long are you going to keep going through that test of money before it wakes up to you and say, hey, maybe I need to stop reckless spending. Yeah. Or, hey, maybe I need to save. And so many people go through the same test over and over again because they refuse to uproot those toxic behaviors that we have. (laughs) So we rather keep going through the same test over and over again. That same cycle is like one day you're up, one day down. It's a test that God is saying, hey, wake up, spell the coffee boiling, Mm -hmm. learn from this. And I think that as believers, um, especially if we stop asking God why and start asking God what. Yeah. I think we would come out of the the test a little quicker than what what we will we yeah. know what we do, you know, because it's not about a why, it's about a what. Why I mean, no, God, what are you trying to get out of me? Exactly. What do you want me to learn? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like we have to change our perspective, mm-hmm. you know, of of our test. Yeah. That's good. That's good. So let's talk about test prep. We got the Bible. We got the praying. But we do need people for our test prep mm-hmm. because you can't have a testimony without a test. That's true. And some people have already lived what you are about to go through mm-hmm. or what you are going through. Mm-hmm. So how you said about money, we still can't even get people to pay their tithes <laughs> or their offering, but they give that money to somebody else. Yeah. So how do we get past certain stepping stones that we don't even have to keep fighting anymore? Because we're in a whole new new day and age. Yeah, yeah. And so one of, one of those things you were talking about that people, you know, because, you know, people can be a good thing and a bad thing, but it's all in your perspective of it. Yeah. God will use people, especially those. And I think what's, what's happening now more than ever is that the generation before us mm-hmm. does not understand the importance of collaboration yeah. with our current generation, yeah. right? They want it for themselves. Everybody is, you have so many people nowadays that are fighting to stay relevant. Yeah. You know, and I think that's the biggest fight right now in the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. As God is raising up other people, the next generation. Well, it's not a next generation, it's the now generation that God is raising up. Yeah. Those before us fight it. They fight it. Because they feel like that if God raises up others, it's going to make them irrelevant. But that's not true. You were just talking about those testimonies. Yeah. If if I think if the previous generation would impart the wisdom yeah. and the knowledge yeah. 
we would not have to go through some of the tests that we go through. That is true. But for some odd reason or another, people think that if I show you the way. You can't get above me. Yeah, the fight to stay relevant. And and, and that's true. You know, if we look at business owners, I see this a lot of times, especially in in, um, in African-American, the black community, is that yeah. you have people who you may you may know how to bake cakes. Yeah. And I may have a desire to say, hey, I want to learn how to bake cakes. Yeah. But you hide your secret. You won't even show me how. Show you you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. it's like, and not realizing that when God has called you to a place or called you to a market, he will supply what you need. There's enough space and enough people for all of us, for right? everybody, yes. But I think that's the biggest thing is that the, in the generation before us who have that pre-knowledge, who have already went through those obstacles, who yes. have already went through those tests, would impart into us. Now, I'm, I'll pause and I'll say this. There are some of us who are rebellious and don't want to learn, don't want to listen, yep. and they want to get it. They want to get out here and, and rough the skin up when somebody <laughs> else already done did all the scratches and the scrapes. And it's like, listen, I got the scars to prove. Yeah. Right? But if we learn, if the generation before us learn how to impart that wisdom in love and not so much of in judgment, I think people be more in to receive. But I think that's a key, you know, that's a key thing that we need those people, especially those before us, to show us the way, to tell us, you know, yeah. do this better. And shame on people, I'll say this, shame on people who don't want the people behind you to do better. Yeah. That's not even kingdom. It's not kingdom. But we're going to leave that there. <laughs> no, a lot of things, like you said, the correction. Yeah. Correction is part of the test. Yeah. Because you get it wrong. We mess up. We mess up. People, we mess up every day. I promise you, I mess up every day. All day long. All day long. And correction has to come. Yeah. Because the Bible says, what is a father who does not discipline their Watch child? Watch out now. You see what I'm saying? And a lot of people do not like the discipline. They get offended immediately. Mm. They get offended. Mm. And the, a seed is planted yeah. and the weeds will grow around it yeah. because of offense. Yeah. How do we learn? to garden our hearts for offense after the test. After we get it wrong, how do we learn? Because a lot of us hate getting it wrong. Yeah. We try to perfect everything. Yeah. How do we get it right? How do we keep going? How do we stay consistent even when we get it wrong Hmm. in the faith? Knowing who you are. Yeah. Knowing your purpose, yeah. knowing what God has called you to do, that is such a key. Because as long as I keep my eyes focused on purpose, yeah, then I can I can understand where the test falls in place, yeah, and what it's trying to do to me. But I, I want to go something back to offense now because I, I I'm a little I be a little rocky on that yeah. word offense, right? Now I do know that there's some there's you know there's a way to walk in offense yeah. and you have to guard yourself from walking in offense and not taking it personal. Yeah. And part of that is actually knowing your purpose. When you know your purpose, you know how to take this personal and find the what in this situation. Yeah. But what I do have a problem with with the church per se, mm-hmm. not not any particular church, but yeah. just in church in general, yeah. that we 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 abuse. Yeah. We mishandle. Yeah. We judge. Yeah. We treat bad. Yeah. And then when people respond to it, uh-huh. we call it offense. Yeah. That's not offense. That's not offense. You were wrong. You yeah. Apologize. Yeah. Restore your brother back into the faith. That's it. But when we we have used that word and say, "Oh, people just offended." No, some people not offended. Some people hurt. You hurt. 
it it was very much hurt. You need to apologize yeah. and you need to fix it. That's it. That's it. So I just had to throw it in there, you know, <laughs> because the church, yeah. that's why, so, you, you know, so many people have been damaged out of their purpose. Yeah. That's true. Because somebody has hurt you in the faith, mm-hmm. in the church, whether it's bad leadership or what have you. And instead of apologizing, you called me offended. Yeah. And made me feel bad for feeling bad yeah. about what you did. Yeah. And it was wrong. And they'll never come back and fix it. And never come back and fix it. So that's where church hurt plays in. Yeah. And I'm telling you, the sole purpose of it is to get people out of their purpose. Yeah. You know, to stop people from pursuing the things of God. Yeah. To enhance their lives. Yeah. And to expand the kingdom of God. Yeah. And, but to guard your heart and yourself from offense it boils down to knowing who you are. Yeah. Because when you know who you are, okay, now stop. there's a little arrogancy about yeah. you. And people, arrogancy is not a bad thing. No, it's not. It's confidence. It's confidence. That's yeah. the right word, confidence. Confidence. When you're confident in who you are. And who God made you. And who God has made you. Okay, no devil. <laughs> the stuff people do won't offend you. It won't you. offend you. Because you know it's not a why, but it's a what. Yeah. Okay. So I judge myself now. And sometimes people be offended, but they rather really be wrong. Yeah. And I think people use, they take offense because a lot of times it, so offense prevents accountability. Yeah. Somebody who write and write that down. <laughs> offense prevents accountability. Yeah. If I can, if I take offense, mm-hmm. most people who take offense are used the ones who are, who are wrong in the situation. Yeah. Let's just be honest. Yeah. Because if you were, if you were wronged, you you're not offended. Yeah. You're like, okay, why would you do that to me? But when you're wrong, you're offended. Why are you judging me? Yeah. You're wrong. Yeah. You're wrong. And offense prevents accountability. Mm-hmm. And if you walk in offense, then you don't have to be accountable for your action. Exactly. And you can blame other people and yeah. make it seem like other people are what have you. But I think also in the faith, you know, and let's just go all the way back to one of the original questions. Being young in the faith, you know, or being babes in faith, what is a good key? Be accountable. Yeah. Cause we we're not perfect. We're not. But if someone if someone comes to you in love to correct you, don't take offense for it. Yeah. Be accountable. Yes, I was wrong. Thank you for loving me. I'm glad that God surrounded me with people who love me enough to tell me when I was wrong. Yes. So that as I pursue my purpose, I don't make a fool of myself. Exactly. Do you know how many people have made a fool of themselves pursuing <laughs> their turn because they get these, they don't want nobody to tell them nothing, yeah. so they think they got it. Yeah. And I think that's that's another thing about some of people in our generation as well, and that now generation, you know, we don't want nobody to tell us now. Oh, no. We got this because the Lord is speaking to me. Yeah. He had coffee with me in the morning, we sit there and eat, we eat tea biscuits. No. You all out of order. He always going to use other people to correct us. The Bible exactly. said God corrects those whom he loves. Exactly. Correction is a part of love. Take no offense. You know, you were wrong. Learn from the mistake. <laughs> and let's move on so we can continue to pursue purpose. Yeah. So let's talk about the storm. Test versus storm. Because a lot of people think, oh, I'm in a storm. But sometimes you just be in a test and you don't even realize it. Yeah. Because that was a test. Yeah. It was a, when Jesus and them were on the boat and he told them, come to me. Mm-hmm. Not only was it a test of faith, 
but it also was a storm. Mm-hmm. Storms in life are going to come. Oh, yeah. But it's a test in the storm. Yeah. A lot of people are like, oh, we, the heavens are open, the rain is falling, open the floodgates of heaven. <laughs> but do you got an umbrella? Because it's raining. Mm. It's raining. Yeah. And a lot of people don't like the storm, but you want the floodgates of heaven to flow open. Yeah. That's rain. Yeah. A lot of people don't understand that. So let's talk about test versus storm. Wow. So when you when you when you think about a test, the t- the test is, I believe the test is meant to produce something in you. Mm-hmm. I also think like sometimes the storm comes to destroy you. Yeah. The test comes to build you. The mm-hmm. storm comes to destroy you. Yeah. Anytime a storm has come, let's just talk about this from a natural standpoint. Let's, yeah. We're not even going to talk about it from a spiritual standpoint. Yeah. Anytime that the storm, hurricane, tsunami, what does it do? It destroys everything in its path. Mm-hmm. That's what the storm would do. That's what it does. Storms, it knocks down trees. Yeah. I mean, who power. has a power? Wow. Who you almost said? <laughs> the storm is after your power. Yeah. The storm is sent to destroy you. Your whole the home. The test is sent to build something inside of you. It's your foundation. It's your foundation. Wow. And I think it's important that people, if we identify the difference, we will embrace the journey. Yeah. If we embrace the test, see, the storm come, that's the, the enemy will send the storm because he's coming to destroy you. Yeah. If it out. Let's just dispel that. Now, if you think that the devil is just going to let you pursue your purpose and expand the kingdom of God and he not interfere, you are lie, and so is he. Exactly. He is going to send the storm to uh, try to destroy you. But thanks be unto God yes. who has already caused us to triumph. triumph. Praise right? God. You talk about a storm. Yeah. Well, you would just talk about Jesus and the storm and the storm rose there. It was a part of a test yeah. of their faith, faith, but the storm was sent to destroy them. Exactly. The disciples were on the top of the boat panicking because yeah. they saw the storm. Oh, this thing going to destroy us. Yeah. But Jesus in the bottom boat, he got up and what he said, peace be still. Yeah. And he said, oh, you were a little faith. You got a little faith. What you scared of? What you scared of? Wow. The storm will come to destroy you, yeah. but, but greater is he that's in you than he that's already in the world. Praise God. And and, and that's what we, have, man, I'm telling you, that's why that's why you have to know that word and spend time with it. God. Because when the storm comes, if you don't remind yourself of the and word. stand flat footed wow. and get to this, you know how back in the day, I'm sure they still have, they had like the little storm rooms. Mm-hmm. See, the word of God is your storm room. Yeah, that yeah. when the storm comes, you have a hiding place. Praise God. You have a hiding place. There's a hedge of protection around you, which is the word of God. Yeah. When that storm comes, you come back that storm by speaking the word of God. Yeah. The test, you have to learn how to embrace that. Yeah. And a lot of times we, we misconfuse between the test and the storm. Mm-hmm. The test is sent to build you. Yeah. The storm will come to destroy you. Yeah. But in both of them. Yeah. If you stand on the word, if you keep your faith in God, you will get the victory in both. Yeah. And you got to know the word because God said we have power and dominion mm-hmm. in our mouth. Mm-hmm. So we can stop a storm. What? But most people don't know that. They don't know that. When the storm comes, Lord, what I'm going to do? 
Yeah. How am I going to If you don't it? turn that storm around. That's what you said. You got a little faith. Yeah. The Lord told the storm, peace be still. Yeah. You, you miss it. Not only do you have, you don't know who you got on the boat with exactly. you. Exactly. And you don't know what power you got. Exactly, because he said we have, we have more power than he did. Only thing they had to do to do the same thing Jesus said was peace be still. And they panicking. And that's what most of us do when the storm comes. We, we panic. panic yeah. Because we don't know that we have already been given the victory. Praise God. It's good to know the difference between the test and the storm. But at the end of the day, you got the victory. You got the victory. But you gotta, you have to speak to that thing yeah. and stop allowing the storm to destroy your mind, yeah. to destroy your faith, to yeah. cause you to lose it, to cause you to be unstable. Yeah, stand flat-footed in the storm. Mm-hmm. Stand flat-footed in the test. Yeah, learn in both. Yeah, and get the victory. Yeah, get the victory. Now let's talk about Joseph real quick. Joseph had to learn the test of being quiet. Shut your mouth. A lot of people don't know when to shut your mouth. Mm. Because if you don't learn it, when the test comes, he put himself in a mm. pit. So let's talk about Joseph and the test and purpose. Because it kind of flows together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So everything that Joseph went through was to prevent his purpose, mm-hmm. right? So also, you know, let's talk about you saying that Joseph was talking too much. Yeah. Let's let's also sometimes when you're on the road to purpose, sometimes you have to learn to be quiet. Yeah. See, we get so excited. We want to tell everybody. We want to tell everybody, right? We want to tell everybody. Mm, but there's sometimes something you have to be silent. Yeah. And allow God to finish working that thing out. Yeah. Joseph ran his mouth too much. People get jealous. All he had was the vision. He was ready to tell it. He had, he had, he didn't know how it was going to come to pass. Only thing he had was a word from the Lord. You shall do great things, Joseph. That's it. And Joseph started running his mouth. His brother got jealous. Yeah. Which goes to say that sometimes it will be those who are closest to you. Yeah. On your journey. Yeah. That will be a part of your test and storm. Yeah. So got thrown into the pit. Yeah. Led him to Potiphar's house. Mm-hmm. Got to Potiphar's house. Yeah. Madam Potiphar thought it was fine. She wanted him. She wanted him. Joseph said no. She said you gonna have me. She said you gonna have me. <laughs> and then when he didn't want her, she threw, had him thrown in jail. Cried. Yeah. Lady had raped her. Yeah. Got into got into prison. Met the butler and the baker. Yeah. One of them forgot about him. Yeah. But all of that was building something in Joseph. Yeah. Joseph never stopped believing in God because yeah. every time he ended up in something, God told him, but I'm with you. Yeah. You got the victory. Even when people forgot about him. They Even forgot about him. God said, you don't have to worry. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you. And I want to say this, you know, sometimes we have to learn. I think that we're entering into a season now. That your silence is going to be your greatest weapon. Yeah. Allow God to cultivate the seed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's one thing God has, has been teaching me, that I'm just an excited person. I love to share <laughs> and love to talk. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> and sometimes the Holy Spirit say, ah, don't say that. Yeah. Because some people are not even ready to accept the purpose that yeah. God has on your life. Yeah. And then a lot of times, because so many people know you from back when and what you used to be and yeah. what you used to do, they can't accept the fact that God has yeah. put his hands on you and he and has changed, changed you. you. You know, um, Dr. Matthew Stevenson actually said that about Jacob and Esau. Hmm. He said, Jacob did something, but nobody liked to take that, you know, he was a he was a birth stealer. Yeah. He stole that man's birth yeah. But he's not a thief anymore. God changed him. Now he's Israel. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. People miss the change. Yeah. 
And so as you pursue your purpose, you will change. Yeah. Because there will there will come a time where you would do things. Because a lot of times we do things at our level of knowledge of a thing. Yeah. Once you learn better, you do better. Yeah. And some people don't want to accept the fact that you are no longer who you used to be. Yeah. God has changed you. He has yeah. made you new. Which that is the goal. That is the goal. It's for you to change. Yeah. It's for you to change. You, if you gospel. are in Christ mm-hmm. and you've been in the same place. You're not a new creation. And you're really not in Christ. Yeah, you need to get resaved. The psalm rededicate. <laughs> rededicate. And I'm saying this, and I know we were joking there, but you know, it's just anything in God will change. Yes. I mean, let's just let's just look at this thing here. When God created the heavens and the earth, mm-hmm. he, the trees, the flowers, everything. Yeah. He even created seasons. Yeah. And seasons change. They change. If you are anything a part of God, should always be evolving. Yeah. Into something better. God gave us a tree. We turned it into paper, a house. We we evolved it. And that's that's what happens on your road to your purpose. Yeah. You should always be evolving. Yeah. And that's why the enemy send the test of people. Mm-hmm. Because people don't want you to evolve. They don't want you to do better. They yeah. don't want you to have better. Yeah. And then that thing, that stuff, get into your mind, get into your thoughts, and you think you haven't changed, and you go back to doing the things that you used to do. Yeah. But when you have changed, embrace your change, and keep on being better, regardless of not whether people like it. Because one thing about your purpose, only person that can stop your purpose is you. Is you. Not the devil. I know we say it all the time, the yeah. devil can't stop your purpose. No. I'm going to tell you how I know that. The Bible said in Luke 10 and 19, he started giving you power and authority wow. over all the works of the enemy, and by yeah. no means shall you be harmed. If God gave you authority and power over the devil, how can he stop your purpose? He can't. Nobody can stop your purpose but you. Yeah. Nobody can hold up your purpose but you. Yeah. People can attempt. Yeah. But that's why you have to stand before God, earnestly seek him, earnestly pray to him, and ask him to reveal your purpose. Yeah. Come telling you. There's nothing, there's no freedom. Yeah. And I tell you as a testimony right now in this moment in my life at almost 26. Yeah. The freedom that I have now knowing who I am and what God has created me to be. I'm not, I I, I don't let the pity stuff bother me because I know who I am now. And I ain't going back. And I I refuse to go back. And I'm not getting caught in no cycles. No, no more (laughs) cycles because. And that's the enemy. He keep us going in circles. I said this before. We're in, going somewhere, but going nowhere at the same time yep. to prevent you from knowing who you are. Yeah. The moment you wake up wow. to who you are, yeah. that's, that's the best life. Yeah. People think it's about money. It's about driving nice, expensive cars. Don't get me wrong. That's nice. Those things are nice. I want it, Lord. Uh, amen. <laughs> I want to continue to have it, Lord. Yes, okay? Lord. <laughs> But that's not the purpose. But that ain't that ain't that ain't it. Yeah, that's not it. Your best life. Yeah, is pursuing your purpose and knowing who you are. And let me just say this: I hear people say it all the time about you know we use the word in church. There's a call on your life. There's a call on your life. Yeah, but that call may not be to the church. Exactly. There are marketplaces and other systems that God has called you to. Yeah, and He just waking up. He's just waiting on you to wake up to your purpose. Yeah. 
And man, when I tell you, when you begin to walk in your purpose, yeah, he will supply every, every need. Thank God. I said again, God do not give you a vision without provision. Yeah. Everything you need as you pursue purpose. I almost yeah. felt like my, my bishop. <laughs> He'll say it a minute. I declare to you today. <laughs> Listen, as you pursue purpose, I promise you, man, when you wake up to that thing and, and you understand and come to full knowledge of who God has called you to be, man, ain't no stopping you. Ain't no stopping. Purposeful life. Purposeful life. Your best life. Yeah. I'm telling you. People are not wealthy because they got a lot of money. Yeah. They woke up to their purpose and they fulfilled it. Yeah. Because your purpose is a solution. Yeah. It is. And money does not define your purpose. No, it doesn't. It don't define your purpose. No. Now, will it enhance you a little bit? Yes, it will. Thank you, But Lord. money is not. It won't, <laughs> it won't define your purpose. But I promise you, if you pursue what God has called you to do, he will be sure that you have Every single thing that you need. Yeah. The right connections, mm-hmm. the right amount of money, the right space, yeah. the right venue, the yeah. right everything, the perfect team when you pursue your purpose. Yeah. People, we really need to stop asking God for all these things. That we don't and need. truthfully to ask God to help us figure out what our purpose is. Yeah. Because when you find your purpose, I'm telling you. It's the I'm best thing you, ever. You'll, everything, everything else, it'll come yeah. as you pursue your purpose. Yeah. You don't need money. Nope. You need purpose. Need purpose. You don't need a boo. Mm-mm. You need purpose. You need purpose. You don't need a new job. Mm-mm. You need purpose. Exactly. When you pursue purpose, then he shall add all those things. Yeah. Because that's, that's what he said. Yeah. For the yeah. kingdom of heaven will be added unto you. Yeah. Seek ye first. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Yeah. Part of seeking the kingdom of God is pursuing your purpose. Yeah. Seek God. For your purpose. Then I add these things to you. Yeah. Then I add everything you need. Praise God. So the test, living in your purpose. How do you find your purpose? Seeking God. Reading your word. Having a prayerful lifestyle. Yeah. Continuing in the faith. Continuing in the faith. Test not going to stop coming. It ain't going to stop coming. He said, in this world, you will have tribulations. Yes. But then he said, be of good cheer. Be of good cheer. Because I already overcame. Praise God. And the same, then what he said is the same power that rests on the inside of me, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead, yeah. it lives on the inside of us. There's nothing you cannot do. Yeah. There's nothing you cannot overcome. No obstacle, no storm, yeah. no test. You cannot be defeated. Yeah. If you don't let it. Yeah. Speak the word of God. Declare the word of God. Pray. Seek God. Do what you know to do. Stay on course. And pursue your purpose. Praise God. Pursue your purpose. Praise God. Marty, it was so good having you telling us about the creative power of the test. Because it's very creative now. It is. It will bring something out in you. Trust and believe. It will. It will cause you to start businesses. Yep. (laughs) It will cause you to start uh, writing books. Yep. Blog. Because I'm telling you that that test, it is creative. And it'll make you get in your word more. It'll make you get in your work. It is creative. <laughs> it will produce some good work in you. Trust and believe. I, I'm thanking you, Jayla, so much for having me today. Um, 
it's been a pleasure to uh, speak to the audience. Yes. I'm super excited for what, what God is getting ready to do, Praise not him. in just your life and yeah. in my life, but in all the lives of all the people of God as they yes. pursue as they pursue purpose. Yes. Yeah. Drop your social media so everybody know where to find you because you are doing a purpose young adult group as yeah, well. Yeah, so uh, since you brought that up, mm-hmm. now you can follow me on Facebook, mm-hmm. Marty Mays on my personal page, but I am getting ready to uh, launch a a new young adult movement called Purpose, mm-hmm. and that is solely based on Ephesians um, 2 and 10, which simply states that God has, in Christ Jesus, he has created us all for a purpose um, beforehand, and, and that's what I feel like that I, God has called me to do to help our now generation pursue their purpose. Yeah. So we're getting ready to launch um, really, really soon, and uh, uh, there'll be a launch video and all that coming out that will provide you with all the ways to follow us. I'm just, it's going to be super exciting. I'm going to have a young adults Bible study group, yeah. outreach group, um, hangout group, all the above. I believe now is the time. The time is now for every for we for us to pursue our purpose. Yeah. So we don't spend all these years just in circles going nowhere. I believe that God has a profound and prosperous destination for us. But part of that is finding out what our purpose is. Yeah. And then pursue it. So super excited about that. I'm super excited about all things that God's doing in the life of yeah. the people, like kingdom people, yeah. kingdom citizens. Now is the time for us to propel. Yes. Like, I believe that God has strategically set up this time for us to do wonderful and great things. So be on the lookout for that. Um, But, yeah, that's it. All right, y'all. Thank you guys for listening to the Created to Be Creative podcast. Again, that is Marty. Make sure you guys are following him. Make sure you guys are following me. And y'all have a great day. Keep creating, y'all.